0: Alright. Take two, Baka boy. Take two. You're gonna make me restart this every single time I screw up. Oh, okay. Let's let's get it on. Let's let's start this show. Hey kids, welcome back to another exciting episode of No Subs, No Dubs. No Subs, No Dubs, the podcast where I, your host, Casey Kidd, the kamikaze kid, watches a movie without subtitles, without dubs, and I try to go through it and figure out, you know, what's going on. I, I spoil the movie for you, or try to, anyway, as best as possible, and, and this week's going to be, this week is going to be a struggle. Let's, let's be honest. I'm looking at my notes here, and, uh, it's it's gonna be difficult, but but first off, let's do a shout out real quick. I was looking up dubs and subs and whatever on um, like online just for the naming ones, I guess, and I I found this podcast called Snubs and Dubs, a best picture podcast, which it's saying here is a weekly movie podcast where each season is a retrospective look at a year in the academy award for best picture 25 movies covered each season and it's two guys talking about these movies i've listened to three of their podcasts so far and it's been enjoyable i i really enjoyed the fargo one i'm i listened to fargo happy gilmore and uh do, 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 what's that other crap uh, ai ai right <laughs> which I agreed for the, the AI was an interesting one because I think one of the hosts was talking about how it, it was a sleepy movie. And I remember I've, I don't think I've seen that movie all the way through without falling asleep <laughs> once. It's just one of those. Oh, this is this is a good sleep, like put it on and fall asleep to it kind of movies. So that was interesting. I really enjoyed their Fargo, their Fargo episode. I, I'm going to I'm going to check them check them out when I go for my what I what I call running which other people might call slow slow jog to slow walk lope my loping run I'm gonna go for those I'll, I'll listen to their podcast but anyway enough of that I did ch- check them out but let's let's get into this because this week we're talking Italian we're talking about a, a classic Italian film and if you don't know, the Italians, they made spaghetti, and spaghetti westerns, and crazy Italian bread, and they had Mussolini, and that, that's about it, and some, like, art and stuff. <laughs> art and stuff. Isn't that right, Bacca Boy? And they do, like, some some stuff with fascism back in the day, and they, they had, like, Romans something, or was it the Greeks? A bunch of like gods and their pantheon and stuff Italians did a lot for us, and they were uh they 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 made the meatballs i think they invented meatballs and this and they made a a black black and white movies for a while. I don't know if i i' watched any Italian movies recently I don't know I know it's like all speaking with your hands in the, in the whole like how do you suffocate an Italian? I heard that Mark, Mark Kermode joke where, where it's like you tie their hands behind their back. Which I don't think I get. Maybe it's too it's too highbrow for me. And I think this movie was a little bit highbrow for me. If you, if you don't know what this podcast is about, it's no subs, no dubs. No subs, no dubs. Patreon.com slash no subs, no dubs. I, I heard you, Baca Boy. Uh, I got that out there. And then on twitter.com slash no subs no dubs pod P O D at the end of it if you want to follow there. We 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 need some followers. Baka boys be very disappointed in the fact that I'm not I'm not doing a good job getting people to follow or or find us. But forget all that stuff. Let's reset. We're talking about a movie. And this one's eight and a half, which is a which is a good title. And when you get to the review section at the end of this is eight and a half makes sense. this, this is highbrow, I guess. And, and it went above my head for most of it. It was, it was an interesting movie. There's, there's a lot of stuff, by the way, there's going to be spoilers here because there's going to be some attempts at spoilers. I have my notes right here and they're not very legible. I had to watch this like almost twice through just to kind of figure out like what what the heck's going on. And it, it was a pretty good movie, but it, it was it was odd and it was it was a talkie movie. It was a black and white talkie movie. You know how I feel about talking movies? Not good for the most part. So if you're some sort of film student or, or some sort of like person who loves old classic great movies, you might be disappointed with how, what my takeaways from this movie was, but I, I also, I don't speak Italian and there wasn't any like English subtitles. So I, I didn't follow this very well, but that's enough of that. That's enough of the intro Baca boy. Let's get into this. All right. You've got, we've got some, um, we've got some characters here. The main guy's named Guido. Okay. Guido. I, I think that's how you pronounce it and then there's uh, Carla which is one of his lovers or one of the ladies he's interested in i think i think that's the main main lover and then there's Gloria who, who's a lady who comes in later and then there's Claudia Claudia thinks one of them too she's the one he's really interested in Guido Guido is the main guy he's like this uh, director dude and then there's the Big old fat guys who I think are the producers and a shrink dude. and Mario, which Mario is Gloria's guy. And then there's some other people and whatnot. Luisa, Loui- did I mention that? Luisa's his wife. He's Guido's wife and Guido's all like jumping around, trying to cheat and whatnot. So that that's not going well. That's not going well at all. But it begins. So it begins with this traffic nightmare situation. In a smoking car. You know, it's not smoking at the beginning, but but Guido's there. And before we know, he's Guido. We just know like this guy's probably the main guy, and it's all black and white, and it's intense with like this intense like heartbeat kind of music coming up, and he's in a car, and he's in traffic, and everyone's looking at him. All the people in the other cars are looking at Guido. And he's trying to escape this car that's that's smoking. That's a not not a good situation. Like he's gonna die in the car. And everyone just looks at him. It's very creepy. It's probably the best part of the movie, not gonna lie. It's it starts off so strong. And then I was like, oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be weird and intense and scary the whole time. And then it's a lot of talking. And I was like, Oh, okay. There, there's other weird parts. And there's a couple, like, kind of intense parts, I guess. But this is the most intense. This is the part where I was like, ah, this could be a really great horror movie. Or anxiety-building movie if they do it that way the whole time. Because they've got this... They've, like, got people just looking at them. And it's very... You know? It gives you the... It gives you the... uh, What do they call them? Like, goosebumps. Right? And it makes you feel uncomfortable. The anxiety's ratcheting up. And what also is is weird is there's this bus and there's arms hanging from it, but no like faces. and every window's open with all these arms and like oh, it's just it, it's creepy just thinking about it. Well, anyway, like the car smokes up and then he starts flying like with his arms outstretched like he's Jesus on the cross. And he flies away. And then we get this beach scene. And there's this horse horseback rider dude who goes through. And there's this weird priest dude. And there's a rope that's going up to the sky. Like the guy is up in the sky, but he's tied to a rope. And he's like a guy on he's a kite guy, I guess, because he's dreaming, right? So he, he falls they cut the rope and he falls to the ocean and then he wakes up and I thought this what the next thing is like I thought he was in a hospital but I think he's just in his room or something there's all these hospital guys Guido like wakes up this wizard robe glasses guy comes and visits him and then we get this weird bathroom scene and it's, it's really pretty but it doesn't like he goes Guido goes to the bathroom to freshen up I guess and then it cuts to this park, and the music's really good. It's all this classical music, but it's real intense. And it's like, okay, this um, not intense. That's not the that's not the right word, baka boy. I'm looking like an idiot. Uh cut this out. Classical. How do you describe classical music? I think they do that. What's that song? The ballet, the Russian ballet. I think that's in there. So there's that, and there's all these like people, ladies in the park. And I think they're all in like white and they're all in lines and stuff, and they're, they're in lines for water, right? So they get in this water. I'm like, oh, okay. So they just want water, and we see Guido, and he's all stylish, and he's got these sunglasses. He's looking cool. And he puts his finger on his nose for some reason, and the music like stops, and we see this Belladonna chick. Um, but her name's Claudia, but she's like gorgeous. Right. And I like zooms in on her after he touches his nose or she's walking or something. And yeah, I'm like, okay, who's this lady? She's pretty. And then she doesn't really show up for a little bit. And then it's Guido talking to this old man named Mario, but he's not super old, but he's kind of, he's kind of got that, like, I expect him to be giving Saul Goodman, well, calling him Jimmy, but giving him crap. He kind of looks like that guy, who, who's the, who's the other guy from Better Call Saul? Who, spoiler alert, he, he gets killed. But anyway, he's talking to this Mario dude, and then this chick named Gloria shows up, and she has like a witch hat on and she's looking down, so you don't see her, and she looks up, and she's stunning, because they're all Italians, and they're all models, you know, and it's like a Gucci commercial, so she looks up, and she's stunning, but I'm looking at her, I'm like, you're, you're not really up to any good, are you, Gloria? Mm, No, Gloria, I'm not sure, is up to good, and there's the ballet music at the park. I think they do the music, also, Paco, shoot, what's, what's that, um, they must do the Wagner music. I think there's some of that in there. And the weird thing I was saying is like Gloria was barefoot the whole time. And I just, I didn't think it was like a barefoot situation. Because she was on like the path. But I guess she was barefoot. And then it kind of cuts away from that. There's some talking and stuff like that. And I think one of the guys is like a producer. He seems like a producer, you know. <laughs> talking to... Because what I get from it is, it seems like they keep saying like film stuff, possibly, and it sounds like Guido is a director, so he'd be talking to people who are doing film stuff, right? And then there's this brooding train station scene where Guido kind of talks to himself for a little bit, and he meets this poofy hat lady, and the poofy hat lady is Carla. Carla's like his lover... And they they talk at the train station, and it's all like giddy and stuff and whatnot. And they go to this this house for lunchtime, and there's a bunch of ladies there, and it's like lunchtime with the ladies. But it ends up them just having lunch together, and there's more talking. And the Mr. Director Guido, you know, is trying to romance. He's trying to romance this poofy hat lady, and they're all talking stuff. Help. She even talks when she's eating. Yeah, I noticed that. I was watching because I was like, I don't know what they're talking about. But I was like, ah oh, finish your bite. You know? Was, finish your bite. So they, they end up snuggling. And then there's a morning after scene. And he's helping her with her makeup. And there's whispering and whatnot. And she's doing... She's doing her makeup, they're doing eyebrows, and they do eyebrows like lightning bolts for some reason, snuggle time, and it's and then it's it's just weird, and there's a weird mime thing, uh, It's weird. there's a mom and dad dream, right, uh, it's pretty clear because the, there's these old men, and it's like, is there some sort of mafia, mafioso situation, I, I don't know. But there, there's a mom and dad dream. Guido buries his dad. Or his dad like. Crawls in. Like walks back into his grave. At it. And then Guido's wearing this cape. <laughs> this time. He's wearing a cape. And it's like. Ah okay. And then the mother kisses him. And turns into a younger lady. And it's it's kind of odd. And the the whole time. what What is interesting is. It's very like. I'm terrible with words here, Baka boy. You got to put this all at the end. Put this all at the end so then it just smooth transitions into me actually speaking like I know something. But the area seems kind of barren. Like it it was some sort of factory that fell apart and he's just walking around in it for some reason. It's, It's a sleepy scene. And then Guido's walking down a hall and does some dance moves for, for some reason and gets into an elevator with a bunch of old religious men. And it's, it, that's, that's another creepy scene. They all look like devils. <laughs> they all look creepy. And I'm like, uh, he's being tortured by religion. I see. And then he goes to the hotel lobby and they all, they all leave. And there's just a bunch of people who end up talking and It's just hotel lobby talks with people coming up to him and stuff. And the camera's moving around and whatnot. And there's the producers. There's this washed up actress lady who talks to him. There's ballet music and whatnot. And he does this thing where he like prostates him, prostrates himself. Pot- prostate prostrates himself at the stairs when like these two producer looking dudes come down the stairs with this gorgeous looking lady and yeah that, that's about it and there's more talking there's like a a butler dude there right now oh, the lobby's impressive and it's holding a lot of people i i just don't i don't have the i don't have the notes or the energy to remember every single one and then there's a lounge singer but it's at night at the park or a different park. There's multiple parks or one park that they use over and over. But the, this is the parks movie. The parks and the hotels and the dreams movie, right? So they're at park at night and there's this Pulp Fiction dancing, right? But it's with Gloria and Mario because they're they're an item. Gloria is the witch hat lady. Remember that. Mario's the dude who's older, white haired dude. And he, he looks seasoned. To say the least, but he's he's looking good. He's looking good, and I was like, okay, you and Gloria make sense. And there's some politics talks. They're dancing right, and Guido's talking with this group of people, and they're all just there at a table. They're not eating spaghetti, which is, I didn't see anyone eat spaghetti, and that was very disappointing. This whole time, I was like, there's not really any good looking food, this whole movie unless I unless I miss something really big they, they don't eat enough they're they're all skinny and good looking so it makes sense but as a fat guy they, they smoke and they drink a lot but where's the spaghetti you know where where's the lasagna where's the Italian food where's the crazy bread? That's all I'm saying the Guido now the poofy hat lady Carla right who he had a liaison with. Carla's at her own table doing her own thing, and Guido's, like, obsessed with looking at her, and then there's a stony-eyed, white-haired dude who talks with Guido for a little bit, and there's all this age talk throughout this movie, at least at this beginning part, where Guido's talking about años or years or something, they keep saying numbers, and I'm like, okay, I, I think there was a lobby scene where like they had old men come up with like this this guy who's like I found these old men, and he kept asking them their age and they said their age and he's like Hmm, not old enough. Not old enough. I need older people for for my movie I'm directing. I guess. All right, we're still in the park, still electric lights and dark and it's pretty and whatnot. And this music, musician, this magician performs. And he doesn't really do anything, and he gets a bunch of clapping. I'm like, uh, okay. Kind of crappy magician. Maybe he's some sort of street performer or something. And there's a crazy-haired lady who's like his assistant there. And the magician tries to impress the um, Carla, poofy hat lady, right? She also has a veil, so I could call her the veil lady. He he tries to impress her, but it it doesn't really go well. And then he goes up to Gloria, and she gets a little hysterical because she doesn't trust magicians. And the magician then ends up working on Guido. And the old lady assistant comes up and writes some gibberish and gives it to him. And it's kind of like Guido goes, oh. And then he has like a daydream or he sleeps again or something. And it's the mother or mother lady chasing a kid. I think the kid is Guido. And they're chasing around like this whole compound, Italian compound, poor person compound thing in Italy from many years ago. But it looks pleasant. And they're all like chasing this kid around. And then there's kids jumping in a barrel, (laughs) a barrel of monkeys, right? Kids jumping in a barrel making wine, I think. So they're jumping in the wine barrel, and then there's this old lady who's talking to herself, and then it's bedtime, and this old lady's kind of creepy, and she's talking to herself, and just making creepy music in this, and the la-da-da-da, you know, (laughs) sounds, and it's lights out, and the old lady curses the children as she leaves, and I'm like, okay, that was weird, and there's this spaz kid, too. So so Guido's one of the kids, but there's also the spaz kid. I'm gonna say he's related to Guido. That that makes sense, right? And the spaz kid is talking to Guido the Guido kid and his hands are all flying around. I'm like, ah, he's 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 a real Italian. His hands are going you know, he's going up and he's excited about something. And there's a fire and it goes out and that's pretty much that dream. I was like, Okay. He he misses making wine with his brother or his cousin or something. And then we're back at the hotel and that I noticed there's neat statues. I think it's the same night they go back to the hotel and there's cool piano music and the piano was being played by Mario. I'm like, ah, this Mario dude. My kind of guy plays piano. Cool. And he he's with um he's with Gloria there and there's this past her prime lady. So Guido Guido walks through and the lady who's kind of past her prime, you'll you'll see her. She's a little bit older, she's pretty, but she's definitely not the main star of this actress kind of thing. And she's making moves on Guido and he doesn't really reciprocate. And it's kind of like, oh, well, you're past your prime <laughs> you're past your prime, right? And Gloria smacks Mario for some reason while he's on the piano. She's like, enough of that. And he's he's the white-haired fella playing the playing the piano. Guido is getting hit on, and he gets saved because like a butler dude comes up to him and he's like, "You've got a phone call," and he gets on the phone and he says, "Luisa," and I'm like, "Ah, so this is you're up to no good." So there's another lady in this, and there's a, there's an argument here, and the phone call's pretty like argumentative. And we don't I don't know if we hear her much but we hear him and it's like oh this is not going very good so they finish the phone call after the argument and it, there was Luisa on the on the other line and then we, he goes back to like his room and there sees like a bunch of photos and stuff and there's there's this art stuff it's interesting and then there's a hallway argument with an old man in a bathrobe okay like Guido has, and Guido tries to sneak away, I think this might be one of the producers, there's tons of producers in this, right, all the big, the the fat, fatter guys, and the balder guys, must be the producers, and Guido tries to sneak away, but he can't, so he's like, sits down, and he squats down, all defeated, and then he just leaves, I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's, that's what that is, it was probably like a shakedown, like, where's my movie? I need my money, I gave you money, where's my movie, and he goes back into the hotel room, and we get this hello nurse situation, which is Carla coming in looking like a nurse, I think I think it's Carla, but it's like hello nurse, it's definitely one of those, and Guido is in the bathroom and is contemplating stuff in the bathroom for a little bit, Then he falls asleep, he, he falls asleep rolling into the photos, and he then he, like, Carla's there, and then he wakes up, and he checks her, and she's all, like, feverish, okay? So they kind of argue back and forth, it seems like, and he wipes some of the sweat off of her. Yeah, it's it's just, it, it does not look pleasant, and then he's he's back in the park, and there's holy men there. And then he's walking through the park and he ends up having a conversation with these holy men like, like the mini uh the pope before the pope or something and Guido sits with this lesser pope dude and they they talk and they they're interested in birds so they listen to birders they're they're, they're probably fans of the science of birds podcast another shout out and they they're they're birders right and then Guido like looks over and he sees this lady climbing through the trees and he has like another he he gets a memory and he gets a memory of like being a kid on a beach and there's a bunch of kids and they they meet with this prostitute lady and she dances for the boys and it's weird (laughs) it's very weird and then guido gets chased down by priests and the priests like punish guido they chase kid guido down and they get him to come back to his Catholic school, where they they punish Kid Guido. He goes in and he he has to like be embarrassed in front of his mom, and he has to kneel on like I think rice or something, um, rice or beans. Something looks like torture. You don't do that. And he has a dunce cap, and he's got he's got a sign that says "Kick me, I'm stupid" or something. You know, <laughs> he's going in. And he's all in trouble. It's like, oh, no, don't do that. And he has to get forgiveness, and he goes into a confessional. And it's real pretty, but there's, like, three confessional booths, and he goes in, and he's like, I I saw a prostitute dancing. I'm going to hell. And it's like, oh, no. He, he had, um, what was it called? The excitement. He had the excitement happen, right? And then he got in trouble. That was that Angela's ashes, the excitement. So he goes back to the beach because he, he's still excited and he goes back to the prostitute and yeah, that's, that's pretty much that dream. Okay. So the dream is over and then there's lunch with a doc, the shrink dude, doctor dude shrink. He has lunch with him and then there's a steam room scene and there's men and women lines and it's, it's kind of weird, like everything's real steamy and the music's pretty intense and everyone ends up falling asleep and Guido's going there too. And he gets hounded by people and then there's like another room where there's the religious guys and they're enjoying a steam too. And it's a little bit weird because they're they're kind of like weird about it. And religious people in steam, I'm not saying just people who want to be religious, that's your own choice, but I mean, these like Catholic miniature popes and stuff, they, they seem like they they already had the devilish look about them, and now they're engulfed in steam. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't trust that, but, but the steam thing, it looks really cool. That whole scene looks really cool, because it's black and white and steam it looks pretty cool. They do that. And then there's a music and lights and the promenade. I wrote promenade. I, did, I don't know what a promenade... Baka boy, I don't know what promenade means. Uh, they're in the park. And there's there's electric lights on strings. And everyone's there. And Guido, he wanders around and he sees an auction, right, at a mall. And they're doing some sort of auction thing. And he hits on this short-haired glasses chick. Well, the g- short-haired glasses chick, I think, his wife. Uh, she, I think this is Luisa, and then there's dancing, and there's more talking, and walking home, and stuff, it's kind of, it's a talkie, I'm telling you, it's a talkie, and then there's, um, the shrink, who, who tries to, like, cock block Guido with his own wife, right, it's kind of funny, and, um, they all pile up in a in a car at some point and they go out of town and they visit this like building site and it's like oh it's a bond villain building site what is this it's not really built up it's just a skeleton of a building i don't know what this is and there's this weird odd alien music as they're climbing the tower and everyone's there the, the bunch of people i already mentioned just show up and then there's Guido still kind of hitting on Luisa and then that kind of cuts away, and he just keeps looking at the site, and he's like, look at this, almost building someday. And then there's trouble sleeping, Guido, and then Luisa she comes in for a smoke, and some liquor, and some sleep time, and then there's a lover's quarrel. Over probably Guido's, like, excitement, and the argument heats up, and you know, it is what it is, and they, they, they get upset, and it cuts to, like, they're in a park again, right? And they're back in this park, and there's this carriage that comes through. And it's the second woman, Carla, gets out of the carriage. But we see Guido, and he's talking to uh, Luisa and some other chick who's been in this, I guess. And Carla's mad because she's, or Louisa's mad because she's looking at Carla, and she's like, I know... I know you're the lover, so Luisa gives Guido the business at the lunch, and Carla sings because it's a dream, and then Carla and Luisa become friends, and then Guido brings presents, oh yeah, yeah, he, he comes to like a compound with a bunch of women in it, and brings presents because he's Santa Guido at this point, and it's full of women, and the dancing prostitutes there, all these women just love him, and it goes on and on, this is this is a this is a daydream where he's like all oh, the women love me And then Carla blows on Guido in his hands for some reason I'm like okay and they all take care of him and Guido bathes like a child and then he he's in the barrel so he's bathing in it so that's there's no wine but he's bathing in it and the women they all take care of him and whatnot there's a feather duster, there's a feather duster thing that blows out, like, smoke, or, or, what is, steam, right, it blows off steam, and then the ladies carry him around, wrapped up in a sheet, so that's funny, like, he's just in a sheet, so he becomes a child, basically, with all these women around him, and then there's this dancer lady, who's, who's really pretty, who dances for him, and, it just ends up falling apart because there's this, uh, dark skin dancer lady. And I say that or black, uh, black lady there. And then there's this other, there's this other dancer who is a little bit older and she dances as well. And there's this Valkyrie song music and Guido, like everything kind of heats up because she's upset. And then Guido whips, he gets a whip and starts whipping like he's a lion tamer at the women. He's whipping them around, and he whips them in shape because it works. They all kind of, they all kind of deal with it. And there's some more talky bits and whatnot. And the the one of the women, the dancer lady, she puts on a show, and it doesn't go so well. She she then leaves, and it's all shadowy and artistic and stylish. And Guido then makes a speech to the ladies and they hang on every word of what he says. And there's, then there's, there's this maid lady and she talks, she talks for like a little too long about being a maid, you know, (laughs) it's like, okay. And and I think Guido's mom is there for some reason. Yeah. That's, that's kind of it. He comes to in this like stage area he's in the seating and there's a stage in front and they start doing this play and all the people who are pretty much there Luis is there mario and gloria and the, the claudia chick shows up too claudia if you don't remember is like the really pretty chick when he touched his nose and looked and he saw the pretty chick coming in that's claudia and the producers are there and whatnot and they're doing a show and i think it's like guido's life there's, there's phones and stuff And it's conversations and Carla's not, or Louisa's not having it. Carla's there too, right? Uh, I think as like the, but she ends up leaving too. So that, so that was interesting. And I guess it's a screen test and there's, um, the, yeah, Carla is there screen testing. The audience doesn't seem too impressed with that. So another actress tries screen testing for that as well. And there there's more screen testing and' it's Guido's life and Luis Luisa leaves Mario tries to calm her down but it doesn't really work Luisa's humiliated because it's like the life and the back of, they're doing like the phone calls of him talking to her and the cheating and whatnot so that doesn't work and there's a the prostitute does screen test so everything we watch beforehand all kind of culminates in this stuff and there's spinning Bishop there's a bishop who's spinning which was kind of interesting. There's there's Claudia and they leave in a small car and they they take a drive and Claudia and him talk for a bit in the car and it's it's a pretty little drive and then it's just kind of them talking back and forth. I think they drive to like this abandoned neighborhood and Guido imagines a lady in tramp situation with her. Right like he wants to eat eat like on a table and then eat some spaghetti and kiss but they they don't have spaghetti in this movie, so he can't do that. And they're in this neighborhood, and then everyone comes comes to the neighborhood, and they, they see him. And I think they talk about, like, buying the neighborhood, but they don't want to. And then Guido is taken to that weird skeletal structure again. And it's all stressful circus music. And Guido's hounded by reporters. And you hear some, like, English, like, do you believe in the atom bomb? I'm like, what? Of course he does. And you hear Louisa, and she's like, he has nothing to say. And there's some English at this point. I'm like, ah, I knew those. And there's questions and questions and all hounding him. And he gets nervous, so he he, he crawls under. The, he goes up to the conference table, and he crawls under the table. And the shrink's there, and the producers are there. And they're like, probably asking him, when's this movie going to be made? And he's like, I don't know. So he, he goes under the table. And there's some words of wisdom from the shrink at this point. And then there's a tearing down of the Bond villain structure that we see after that, after he hides. And then the musician, magician, why do I keep saying musician, the magician guy, he comes by Guido and everyone's all in white. And Guido's trying to get in a car and there's a monologue and that Guido saying he he does some sort of monologue and the the magician is there and there's a clown band that performs and everyone comes out for the show and the circus music and Carla comes by and then there's a dancing thing and Luisa, and Guido are like holding hands and they're they're together and then they make a li- everyone everyone in the movie makes a line around the circus ring uh, the the top of it and they all start doing the the hold your hands and circle around kind of dance, whatever that is. So they go round and round and round and Guido and Luisa join in. They join in at this point and the band plays on lights go out eventually as the band's playing and then they've all disappeared. And there's a kid in the band who, who, who's playing some sort of like flute thing. And he's, he dressed like a French police garb you know, like the, with the cape and whatnot which is also what Guido was was wearing as a kid when he was, like, I think, at the beach and stuff, and what he was wearing in his first, like, his second daydream thing besides the car, and then it kind of just ends, so that's your artsy, fartsy eight and a half movie, which, this went way too freaking long, baka boy, we gotta cut this down, I gotta go straight to the review, like, <laughs> we gotta cut out, 10 minutes of this nonsense yeah that was essentially the movie i don't know what i got really out of it it was pretty the music was good and the prostitute scene where she's dancing on the beach and she's this heavy set lady you know, she's and then they punish guido for seeing her dance that was entertaining it was creepy we also had the part at the beginning which i thought was masterful masterful <laughs> That was the best part of the movie was the the first part where he's stuck in traffic and everyone's looking at him like this is creepy and then it just became kind of like a real talky movie a lot of conversations and when you don't you don't know the language it's kind of boring <laughs> but I can appreciate all the the cinematics like the technical the camera work was good and the music was good and it was stylish and it looked really cool. So eight and a half I think is the perfect title because that's kind of where like it runs in a rating for me. If it was more weird and more dreams and more creepiness throughout the entire thing, it'd be like a full probably a classic five out of five or hard five out of five. But since it was kind of boring (laughs) i'm done i feel bad saying that but it was kind of boring and i please don't like cut off my head film nerds since it was a little bit boring i'll give it a hard four i can appreciate how good it was for what it was but this it was a lot of talking just like this freaking podcast baka boy cut everything cut everything out of this this was terrible this was just a lot of talking Hopefully this comes in pretty good. I've been a little bit rusty. I It took me like one and a half times to watch eight and a half. I, was, I, had, to, I had to watch the beginning like three times because was like, wow, that was good. And then I had to watch it and then watch half of it again because I lost track of the characters and I, I don't even think I did it justice. I There's a lot to miss out. If you enjoyed this, patreon.com slash no subs, no dubs. Or, you know, follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash no subs no dubs pod that that would be cool tell your friends maybe just one friend like let's double it up and get a little bit of listeners and double that and then double it and double it and double it and double it it. just like that chess, you know one grain of rice on first square and then doubles or yeah it doubles each time and then you like own all the chess or all the rice in china is what the anecdote is right Something like that. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I give it a hard four. It was a good movie. I would like to watch it again with subtitles, but by my contract, I can't. I can't do that, unfortunately. So I'd suggest you go go check it out and see how much I was right about or wrong about or whatever. And see if you enjoy it. Anyway, I'm KCK, the Kamikaze Kid, blown up all over this bitch. Take it away, Baka Boy. Or if they're all... I think I just saw a cat climb up on my roof. That was weird. (laughs) Pause that. Baka Boy, are you going to use that at the end of this? (laughs) I'm just out looking through the window. Uh, Did a cat climb on my roof? What is this? Uh, Okay. Uh. Anyway, back in.